Welcome to the Sent and Bent podcast. Will and Steven just got back from a life experience, you could say, <laughs> where things went very wrong. So today we're going to talk about that, trade some stories, and talk about some premium Ethan pranks because Ethan's in the garage working on his monster chopper today. Mm. So, you know, mm. we got to get him because he's always getting us. Yep. But today we're going to brainstorm on how we can get him. So let's start things off with the text Will sent me when he thought he was going to die. Yeah, I haven't heard this yet, Will. You didn't tell me about this. <laughs> I was just letting him know how it was. So I was letting him know how our trip was. <laughs> These two planned a camping trip like so many months ago. <laughs> and yes. it was obvious that the weather was snowing, lightning, blizzard. And they decided to go anyways. <laughs> and on the last podcast, we talked about how Will got run over by a truck. Mm. Four ribs. Yep. Four broken. broken ribs. How long ago Severed was that? Severed nerves. Like a month ago. Like a little over a month. Yeah. So a month ago, and he decides to do a multiple day backpacking trip in the wilderness. And yeah. your ribs don't hurt, but they... No, they healed right back together. But don't they still move around? They do move around a little bit. And I got like some road rash and some nerve damage on my pelvis. So carrying a backpack <laughs> up the enchantment mountains... Kind of sucked a little bit. <laughs> and we'll I can't text. believe any of us made it. I know it was well, a very I, I got to hear this text. I'm so curious. Okay. I said, I just can't believe how fast you healed. How was backpacking on the ribs? And Will says, it hurt a little bit, but honestly felt pretty great. <laughs> oh. I'll save some stories from Monday, but it was the first time I was like, wow, maybe I'm going to die up here. <laughs> yeah, I actually Literally. remember that moment. I think I know exactly uh. what you were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. What what uh, we left out is I'm a little bit injured, too. I'm still nursing like a broken toe and, and my knee turned mm -hmm. into a situation. And yeah. yeah, so we were both kind of a little like broken going yeah, up the Will mountain. But was Speedy Boy up the mountains? We were, I got up there an hour before half the group. And ironically... But I, why did you go even though you knew the weather was going to be so terrible? No, we didn't. We That's didn't. Thing. It was supposed the to be The forecast was like scattered showers so. the first day uh -huh. and temperatures around like 40 degrees and then it just never stopped snowing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, your so, tent was like crushed by the snow. Yeah, we yeah. should put a picture of that up here. It's pretty funny. It's very crushed. It... <laughs> It was the most extreme experience because Sam and I, our other friend, Sam, that's been on the channel, mm -hmm. um, we hiked up and we're at the top of this peak for like an hour while we were waiting for everyone else to get up there. <laughs> and I got up there and we had been rained on the whole time, like going up. And How then many miles? This is like six or seven miles. Six or right seven now. miles in of getting rained on the entire time. So, nice. And I'm wearing like <laughs> premium cotton clothes that you just wear to work you Will know and I we're both just in grind hard hoodies. Yeah. like if we die because of grind hard yeah. hoodies literally we were in grind hard merch and i'm like crawling up the top of this mountain i get to the top and it's like 20 to mile per hour winds it like was more than that it was like 40, 40 mile, mile per hour winds literally like you could probably fly off the top of the mountain with how fast that wind was going i it's, thought you were going to will's just in like this red poncho and it's just like <laughs> yeah it was terrifying and i got up to the top it was like negative temperatures and we went into this little cave that we thought was going to protect us 
but instead it was just a wind funnel and it was like shoo. Okay, so my perspective on this is I was back with the rest of the group. Everyone uh -huh. was hurting. Um but, you know, I, I felt like I was, should have been the slowest, but I actually wasn't in this particular case. And then I see Sam coming back down the mountain. He, like, emerges from the snowstorm. And he's like, hey, we got to get up there. Like, Will's alarmingly cold. <laughs> and so I was, like, nervous. I'm like, dude, I can't hike any faster. Like, I couldn't bend my left knee. It was, like, really getting aggravated. So I'm, like, yeah. hobbling up this mountain yeah. on one foot. My friend Remington was hiking behind you. And he said for the last two miles, he just saw a drag mark in the snow from you dragging yeah, your left leg. I had to drag my foot like for two miles. No, a lot longer than a that. A lot. Yeah. Like, like 12 a lot. miles. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a lot. Wow. I think the whole trip was like only 22 ish or 23 miles. Do you know? I don't know. We didn't. Keep I think track. it was like 23 miles. But when you wake up in the snow and you're already wet and you have to go 13, I miles. didn't bring like <laughs> anything. All I had was like a sleeping bag. <laughs> and. <laughs> When we were camping, like I was on like a little bit of an incline that seemed to get more of an incline overnight and all the moisture, I don't know where the moisture came from, but it like seeped into my backpack or into my sleeping bag. So when I woke up, I was just like soaking wet. Yeah, we we a should sleeping pad if it's cold. Cause then you just draw in the condensation mm -hmm. through the tent. We should backtrack a little bit though, because yeah. Sam emerges from the clouds and he's like, we gotta get up to Will. And I was like, I don't like anyone that was with me could have gone any faster than we were. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, those sketchy cliffs that you have to go up. Yeah. You guys made it up before the snow hit those. Yeah. We hit well, those and it was like, a we hit right operation. when the snow was happening. But I imagine like if any more snow had got up there, it would have been really hard to get Yeah, There up. was like three or four inches on yeah. those rocks by the time Will and I, or by the time the rest of us got there. So mm -hmm. I was following Sam as fast as I could. Cause I knew that we needed to get a tent set up to warm Will up. I was also alarmingly cold and I was like, this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah. yeah. So and, you got to the top and then you. And then I found Will in a cave, just huddled in his little poncho, shivering. He's like, we got to go, man. We got to go. <laughs> is that when you thought you were going to die? or was Yeah, it dude. I was getting way. There was a lot of times I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but like I've done the loop in the summertime that in a day. Uh -huh. And it's like really enjoyable because it's warm. And I was like thinking. Loop? What is it yeah. called? It's enchantment yeah. loop. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll just get it. That's <laughs> premium. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. And like on most camping trips, like around in the area we are, like you can have a fire. But in Washington, you're not allowed to have a fire above 5,000 feet. Yeah, so in wilderness areas. At all. Mm -hmm. So like if you're we cold. We couldn't have started a fire anyways. Well, do you think either of us were capable of no, starting a fire? But a like blizzard? there was a no fire situation. So my bones just started getting colder and colder like creaky little like old pieces of metal like i could like <laughs> oh, barely move no. and i oh. just remember sitting there and like sam was making hot water because that's all we had to drink <laughs> <laughs> he was boiling hot water and my hands were so cold when i touched it i was like holding on to it for like a good five minutes before i realized it was like burning the crap out of my hands like so was, you were like actually hypothermic yeah i like couldn't feel anything yeah, and then will and i are both shivering we're like we got to get the tent set up we got to get the tent set up and then somehow my tent was already wet when we started setting oh, yeah up. because everyone else had these premium like 
covers for their bags. I forgot one. Oh. So I just used like a giant black garbage bag and then earned the name Trash Man or something. Yeah, what Trash Man. Yeah, Trash, Trash Man, Man Steve. Because it looked like I was just actually carrying garbage <laughs> yeah. up the mountain. But anyway, the tent got wet. So we were setting it up and like the poles were like freezing together. Yeah. It was like kind of a situation. We finally get it set up and then I'm like, all right, well, we should blow up our sleeping pads. And he's like, oh no. I was like, well, it said it was, optional on the list. I did that not Steven say optional. I, uh, dude, we can pop optional. a picture up on the screen. <laughs> it says all these things. It says sleeping bed optional. And so I was like, well, I'm I not carrying a sleeping bed. I don't bed. think it said optional. I'm going to look. <laughs> okay. I said, Will, a list. And I'm like, all right, these are like the essentials. And he's like, survive. Yeah, the survival essentials. And he's like, I got most of it. And I was like, Will, like you should be having more than it is on that list. Like that was like- Let's just say my backpack was pretty light going up there. <laughs> I wonder why you're so much faster than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, it's pretty speedy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh man, that was a that was a long night actually. Yeah. And somehow was... everyone else just stayed dry and Sam was all chipper. I've never seen Sam that chipper. He's like out in the blizzard. Everyone else is huddled in their tents, including yeah. these other two girls that came up and we didn't know them, but they were lost. They're like, can we camp with you? Cause it was like white out. You couldn't see anything. It was about to get dark. The snow never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you that was... don't know Sam just through the videos, he's, I wouldn't say a negative person. Like overall, he's like positive, super fun to hang out with. But if you're in a situation where things are going poorly, He's normally the one, like, mega complaining. Like, we need very, to get out of here. Like, very yeah. hard. I like, was on another so trip with him. I've never seen him like this, like, being the, let's, we're okay, guys. Yeah, we're I think he knew the entire group was about to fall apart. Yeah. And he just kind of went into, like, mm -hmm. dad mode. But I've been on a trip with him before where he left, like, three days early because he got mosquito bites. Yeah, so, so to I see him surprised. skipping around in a blizzard in like native 14 degree weather was <laughs> yeah. pretty amazing. Honestly, it kind of shows how bad it was that Sam was the one keeping it together. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Like it was pretty much a survival situation. And there then, was a moment or two that was like, wow, we should probably like not die. Yeah. And yeah. then I want to know what was going through your head, Will. Cause you get done with this and I'm like, let's go e-foiling. Mm -hmm. And you were like, Oh, I'm camping with Katie this weekend. And I was like, Oh, it's going to snow. And you were like, yeah. Yeah. So we went up to the top of another mountain in Idaho and it was snowing and it was windy. And this time though, I could have a fire. And I already told her, like, I, I forgot I was going on the enchantment trip the week that I was going on the enchantment trip. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, we'll go camping this weekend. And then she took that weekend off to go camping. And then I was like, oh, I have to go on the enchantment trip. So I went on the enchantment trip and then I was like, oh, perfect. Got right back in time to go on the next camping trip, which was way more enjoyable. That's it because was. I sent your girlfriend a list to pack. Well, no, I actually, <laughs> I actually brought all my stuff. Like that time, I think I learned a big lesson. Like I didn't bring cotton. I brought a sleeping pad and like, a good cover for the tent and stuff. School of Hard Knocks. It was a school of hard knocks, but the first night, everything was so wet up there, I couldn't start a fire, so Katie got a little idea of what the enchantment was like because <laughs> we got pretty cold, but in the morning, I was able to start a fire, and it was really nice and cleared up. But right. when we crest the hill, it was her first time backpacking or like doing anything like that, and we crest the top of the hill, 
And I've already been saying like, oh, just a mile further, just a mile further for like five miles. So she's kind of sick of it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a man that crawls out of his like hammock and it's like covered in snow. And he's like, the fog never goes away. (laughs) And Katie was like, huh? (laughs) And he's like, it's going to keep snowing forever and all this stuff. And it was freaking her out a little bit. But yeah, no, it was a good trip overall. Both those trips were fun. But when we got down from the enchantments, we just spent, like, a whole day in this little town. This little, like, fake elf town in the middle of Washington. Fake elf town. Yeah, it's really (laughs) weird. You go in there, and there's, like, people, like, that look like they're from the olden times. And, like, the whole place looks like... It's German-themed. It's a mm German-themed town in Washington. Like an old school German. Yeah, Yeah. that place. It's not an elf town. It's like an old elf town? Yeah, it is an old elf town. You come down from the mountains, you're like, what the devil? There's really like good a weird... German food there. Oh, yeah. We ate Did some brats eat? and some... There's just hot dogs in that town. <laughs> Actually, there's hot dogs and a cheese place that's like two stories deep into the dirt. Oh, yeah. Will was making fun of me. He's like, of course, Steven would know his measurements and cheese. Because I was like, oh, I'll take a quarter pound this of the guy rosemary went and in. Yeah, this guy went in like a career criminal. He goes in to the cheese place and it's like dingy and dark in there and there's like elfish music playing. Uh-huh. And we're like in this like dingy dark like bar place it under the like ground. Sounds like Skyrim like Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah, like, it's great. I love that store. Yeah, so yeah. it's like exactly like some weird Skyrim side mission. I was mission. like, guys, they got like samples in here and they gave us this ghost pepper cheese and we were all like, <gasps> yeah, it's hot. Yeah, and he yeah. goes down there and there's like this guy like chomping up cheese like, what do you want? And Steve, it's like, I'll take a quarter pound of that, like an ounce of the little like cheese nuggets. And I'm like, huh? And he's like saying all these like pounds and weights. I'm like, this man is very weird. <laughs> Well, he just knows how much the cheese weighs that he wants. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> like, hey. there's a reason they put the labels on normal, like, store-bought cheese that say, like, Ounces. half a pound or something. This man just knows. Like, they're, he, they wrapped this cheese up in saran wrap and just gave it to him. Like, he knows he's not getting screwed over. This man's eating a lot of cheese in his life. I do like cheese. That place is good. So I should have just blew you, you away. Yeah, blew me away because these people seem to like kind of know Steven in like a weird way. Like I've been going to that store since I was was, a kid. Yeah, it was very like, I was just like, what the? He's like, yeah, I'm here for the the package of cheese, like this and that. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Hopefully there's not a forest fire coming. Oh, mine's going off too. What the heck? I guess on... Oh, it's just... It's the thing that it's a test. Oh, it's a test. All the people and have I have been do not on. disturb on, and yeah, they still throw that in there. Away. I guess you probably still need to know about emergencies. Oh. Well, no, this is just a test for the national emergency system. It's oh. not even a real emergency. Well, the good news is there's no forest fires coming. Yep. So I guess we'll progress. Yeah, we'll so progress. If the cheese situation blew you away that mm-hmm. much. Let's see. This is October like second. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that blew you the most away in all of September? September was the month before. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just had to remember really quick. Uh-huh. Um, that was the time that we went on the enchantment hike. Was in September. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like anything that happened like a couple of weeks before that. What did you do in September, Will? I don't know. 
what did we do in September? Maybe that was a bad question. Yeah, well, I just like I was like thinking about the okay. cheese what situation. What if I just say this instead? What is the thing that blew you the most away recently? Or is the cheese just at the top of the list? Well, it's pretty high up there because it was like weird, you know. You're just like you're in a van with this man. Well, there's an entire line of people like, well, I'll take an eighth pound of this and come. No, try a it's not, dude. <laughs> there was I like could seven see it being people different in there when you were up there because you're like a pirate. Yeah, and you're like it just was weird. Yeah, it was just different. It was it was like it was just like straight out a video game or something. And I was like, this man. Yeah, is you get like different. dialogue options with those people in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, but honestly, great. the thing that blew me away the most um, in the last couple of months would probably be, um, honestly, that cheese thing was pretty cool, <laughs> and I would just say the amount of distance that I have to walk in the new shop, yeah, that kind of blew me away. I've gotten like 10,000 steps just on my iPhone that's tracking me, Yeah, just like working. I used to get like... 3,000 steps. Now I get 10,000 steps. That's a lot. So we're on the cusp of finishing the ruckus in the new garage. I am on the cusp. It's like sitting there on its stand. It's very cool. Well, and I were trying to bleed the brakes yesterday, and it was like an entire ordeal. Two hours, dude. But it's only one brake, right? Because the front never got disconnected. Yeah. And it's a cable brake in the front, right? Yeah, it's cable break. horsepower with a front cable break <laughs> on a scooter. That's how you party. That's how you party. I don't understand this. Maybe you could break it down for me. Mm-hmm. Why does Ethan think that it won't wheelie? It has an engine in the back. So here's the thing. And 200 horsepower. I don't think he thinks it couldn't necessarily. I think he thinks it shouldn't. No, I, no I, Ethan has shouldn't. specifically told me. Ethan's not here, so I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. He specifically told me. That it will wheelie, like, hardcore. He just doesn't want me to know that. He doesn't want you to know oh, that it will wheelie. Yeah, well, I think what enough. the issue is, is if you came down hard from a wheelie on that, it that will front technically of that thing break will just... the aluminum. Yeah. But I also think that we're kind of underestimating the strength of that vehicle of because... The Honda Ruckus. Because the Honda Ruckus is, like, made... That whole front end it was never modified by me. I didn't do anything to it. I didn't cut into anything. And that thing is meant for consumer grade, like commuting. Yeah. So you would, and we did wheelies on it before, and it's not like we really added a lot of weight to the front. It's yeah. still a ruckus in the front. And I was doing mad wheelies on it. Yeah. And I built the rear, and the rear's super strong. So you just have a super strong rear, no weight in the front. Yeah. And now we have know. a clutch. So like we can finesse the wheelie so it's much. It's not going to be wham like it was on the CBT. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I think it would be extremely dangerous to do a wheelie on that because you have a very small margin of error on that tire. It's like a wheelbarrow tire. Yeah. And um, if you fell off that, you'd probably go into the shredder, which would be very dangerous because there's only about a quarter inch between that tire and the engine. And if it sucked you in or something... You would be rockest. Well, the number oh. one rule of wheeling is don't crash. Yeah, but if you did crash, that would be really bad. So oh. what you're saying is you can't wait to wheelie it. I would love to wheelie it once or twice. And I think... <laughs> yeah, just for, you know, just to know you, you yeah. know. And I, honestly, I, I think it would be a lot more dangerous to have a failure at like a hundred and... 60 miles an hour on the rockets. Oh, yeah, way more dangerous. <laughs> than, like, falling off a wheelie. Like, 
I don't no. think that would be that dangerous. But. I like how serious Ethan got with it, too. He's like, all right, when we go to test drive the ruckus, there's going to be rules. And if you don't follow them well. Yeah. <laughs> he like, laid well, out like a whole he's bunch of rules. going to take your keys, he told me. Yeah. So. He said if you go over 60, he's going to take your keys. I know, but it's ridiculous because I built that thing to be high powered. The, yeah. the world record for a stock ruckus, for any ruckus class, actually, is 75 miles an hour. So I technically have to go faster than that yeah because if i built the world's fastest ruckus i have to prove yeah so there needs to be one day i'll go in my suit and i've already proven time and time again that i can be tossed around (laughs) like i don't break that bad if i crash I'll just put on my suit, put on motorcycle gear, gloves, everything. I want to go to like the salt flats and I want to lay down the fastest known time. I want to lay down a time that no one can ever beat. I wonder because the ruckus is like a scooter, Mm -hmm. like a, like some people would call it a moped, but it's like Honda's version of a Vespa. Yeah. It has two horsepower normally. Yeah. This one has 189. Yeah. Like 187 or something like that. Yeah. So... What I'm wondering is if it's actually not going to fold or collapse going over 100, is it just the fastest scooter of that kind? Yeah, it would be the fastest scooter the in fastest any class. Ruckus, but I feel like it's also the fastest, the fastest scooter. scooter. Yeah, because I don't see anyone else putting yeah. leader bike engines in. This is what I'm thinking. Because most people... I've reached out to eight different drag strips mm-hmm. about drag racing the power wheels. And they're all like, oh, it's like a go-kart? I'm like, yeah, it's like a go-kart. They're like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, send them pictures or whatever. They look up Grindhard Plumbing Company, and the first thing that pops up is Ethan doing a wheelie in the Barbie Jeep. And they're like, no. Like, no. I'd lose my insurance. No. <laughs> yeah. What I'm thinking with the ruckus is bikes are allowed on the drag strip all the time. Yeah, Hayabusa's flip, yeah, like nitrous exactly. Hayabusa's flip like 20 feet in the air. Yeah. And people are just like, eh. So what I'm thinking just is. Just sign a waiver. Why wouldn't they let us do it on an official drag strip? Yeah. You can wear all your gear. Mm-hmm. There's fire suppression there. Yeah. It couldn't be Super a safer safe. place to set the world record. Yeah. And even if the front wheel did pop off, like, it's just like, I'll just, You'll just jump off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we should get tires actually rated for the speed before we try to. Break yeah, because those tires that we have on it right now are like yeah. for a kid's four wheeler, and they'd probably blow up at like seventy miles an hour. That I think we should never ride it with that tire. I no. just bought some new ones. Yeah. Um, I think we could putts around like it's. Yeah. It could putt around today. Yeah, and we should just do a crazy burnout and completely roast that tire off honestly i think that tire might balloon before it like burns out that's the problem because i didn't design that bike to even like have space between the engine and the tire like there's like that much space oh so it balloons a little bit and it's going to hit the engine engine, and the brakes are like actually rubbing on the there's a very small margin but if it ballooned (laughs) what are the brakes rubbing on the tire well, no, I moved the tire over a little bit, oh, so it you? doesn't rub on it. <laughs> oh, okay, it's like that sounds jank. But it's super close. Like everything's like super tight tolerances, so we need a tire that's hard. How and much clearance gonna... did you get? Because it looked like it was like touching before. You it's got, like that much like all the way around. Yeah, uh, oh, was well. holding up like a quarter inch on his hands. Yeah. 
less than a quarter inch. Okay. Like an eighth. Like that much. Steven, Mm. what is the thing that happened in September that blew you away the most? Because you had quite a month too. No, actually September was chill because I was just trying to recover. I didn't do anything in September until that hike. So that probably is what blew me. Well, actually, okay, let's be fair. What blew me away the most is how surprised Will was that I knew how much cheese to order. (laughs) So both of your guys' most shocking time of the entire month was this cheese. Yeah. That cheese store is pretty cool, dude. It is. It's the Cheesemongers in Leavenworth. You guys got to go. It's good. Yep. I should have brought and you it, some of the jalapeno, or how, what was it? No, the ghost pepper cheese. Yeah. We should have got some. That would clear your system out. Really? They gave us samples of it, and then we were all like in tears in there for a while. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really spicy. It was. Wow. It was so I wonder good. if I could just send it or if I would. You could go. probably just send it. I've seen this man make spaghetti with sriracha sauce. Same. Yeah, that's the. I've you've heard seen of that it. too? I haven't, but oh. I've seen, you've told me about that and I've seen him like add like half a bottle of sriracha to some ramen before. He was like, mm, nice. And then he just like poured it in and there was more sriracha. The more the, the merrier. This sriracha shortage is really getting to me. I'm out now. Have you seen that Tabasco is making a uh, sriracha style sauce now? Really? It probably tastes exactly like sriracha, right? Have you tried it? No, I haven't. I haven't tried it. But either. I do have a weird story about sriracha from that weird town that we were in leavenworth huh? a lot happened in this town well we oh, were yeah. there for a long time because well we got there like and then we decided oh we should just start the hike tomorrow it's really bad weather today so we oh. were being responsible so we had a whole day to wander around to the cheese stores get mm-hmm. hot dogs you know and then on the way back we also had a whole day there because the alternator went out in michael's van so we were stuck there trying to get an alternator so we went oh you know yeah. back to more cheese stores and right. yeah so you found yeah. sriracha there well, this is the weird story about that. Yes, there is a lot of sriracha in that town. And the reason I know that is a fan like saw me uh-huh. in this little weird, the one convenience store in this town. And he was like, oh, Grindhard Vomingo. Like, are you getting something here? Like, how's the ruckus going and stuff? Mm-hmm. And then we had this conversation. He was like, this is the only place around here in Washington you can get sriracha. And he, like, showed me this aisle. Like, the real sriracha? All of real food? sriracha. Yeah, Michael actually talked about that in the van on the way there, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Leavenworth's the only place I've found sriracha. And I'm there's like, oh. This weekend. Yeah, it's only, like, four hours away from here. I will go there just for sriracha and come back. They have a ton. Well, you got to go to the cheese store, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a nice little town if you want a hot dog and some cheese. I wonder if there just isn't enough people there to buy the stock of sriracha they had before the sriracha shortage. I don't know. It's a pretty touristy place. It was popping. And then they have the Oktoberfest going on. So there's all these like girls running around and what are those called? Like the Wiederhausen things? Oh yeah, I have those. Yeah, Wiederhausen is for men and I forget what the- What is it for women? women. That's a Wiederhausen. I I had some girl sending me pictures from there. But there's Oktoberfest in Sandpoint this year. I think it's the 16th. It's like right after Ethan's birthday. And I was thinking that we should all go out because I have real Lederhausen, and I guarantee you I'll be the only person wearing Lederhausen. But on real Oktoberfest, I just can't even... If the cheese store blew your mind, Will, yeah. real Oktoberfest would blow your <laughs> mind. Why so? Dude. It's like, have you seen like documentaries or anything about it? No. But you know the premise? Drinking festival? Yeah, it's like a beer festival. Yeah. So Germany has all these like 
super traditional, like old names, like your great grandpa was probably a fan of this beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. All the beers just have three ingredients. They're like really basic. They don't Down really to hurt basics. your stomach. They don't like, it's not like this weird stuff that they have, like the 8% IPAs or there's none of that. It's just normal German beer. I think it's called malt beer. I don't know. Uh -huh. Anyways, you show up and it's like so big of these like giant tents and they have stages in the middle and all these huge tables and the waitresses are coming around with just like pyramids of beer in like the giant kegs two liter Little glass kegs. like oh yeah things. like the pitchers yeah, those mugs like are satisfying the yeah mm -hmm. they're holding like 20 in one go just ye and carrying them around and where's this happen the tables in munich germany oh yeah Okay. Like the, I the thought you were October. talking about this small little town that we were in. <laughs> well, I think they oh. replicated in Leavenworth. I mean, oh, yeah. it's in Leavenworth too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like they do Oktoberfest everywhere yeah. now. Oh, okay. but it's the you know yeah. the big one. The real mm -hmm. one is in Munich. So uh, there's these giant tents, and then you go there, you get a drink, you get a pretzel, whatever, and it is just lit all day. You go there at ten in the morning, lit. <laughs> that's Tenet sick <laughs> lit everyone's dancing everyone's having a good that's time that's so cool i didn't see anyone out of control every single person in the entire place is wearing the leader housing like leather shorts with the straps and then the girls are wearing like the kind of tight dress things i don't know what they're called and how long does this go for i think like three weeks oh we get the american edition like one day festival yeah. or something yeah <laughs> But this like everyone's traveling like all over Germany, that's cool all over Europe like it's so cool and then there's amusement park rides like yeah. really cool ones they had like a janky small version of that at the, at the yeah, all they had was town. a Ferris wheel yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah so the amusement park rides are fun and all mm -hmm. but there's adult mirror houses like you know when you're a kid and you go in the little mirror houses and they're all trippy mm -hmm. imagine you were drinking these giant beer things. And everyone's just having a great time. You're super jazzed. And you go into an adult-sized <laughs> mirror house. Oh. It is the trippiest experience a person could have. <laughs> it took me like four hours to get out. Oh. Oh, there's like slides like that are all mirrors. So you're like walking. And then all of a sudden, you're slipping down a slide. And then you're like in this other mirror maze. And then you're like running into mirrors. And there's other people in there wearing their leader house and running into mirrors. <laughs> And when I finally got out, I really thought I was in a video game. I was like, that can't be a real life experience. That was when That's I did awesome. That, that was the most like mind blowing thing of my month. But the other crazy thing, they call this like the devil's wheel or something. Mm -hmm. So it's girls only. There's this big mirrored, like slightly cambered wheel that's in the middle of a room. All the girls like pack onto this thing and you try to be the last one standing and it just spins in circles and <laughs> flings them into the crowd. Oh, and then if they stay on too long, they throw like ropes and stuff to like try to trip you. So you fall off the spinning wheel. Oh, what the, we should build yeah. one of those, the grind hard edition. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be and cool. Walk right in. There's no waivers. Like you just walk Europe on doesn't them. have the like suing culture that ah. the U S does like, Think of how sued you would get. You'd like, get so oh, sued. No waiver, and you got on yeah. a spinning wheel and hit with a rope. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You would get sued hard. Yeah. We can't do nice things. I think you yeah. would really like it. it yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's really nice. Yeah, it was it was funny because uh, my wife, um, she got uh, pulled on to stage. Mm -hmm. I think they thought she was local or something because she was dancing. Yeah. And so she's dancing on stage. There's like thousands of people in this booth. And she's just like dancing and she's a good dancer so she could kind of see what everyone else was doing uh -huh. and kind of did it and so they thought that she was a local and they handed her the microphone oh no and she doesn't know how to sing german songs and oh so she was like oh and then they like took her off stage once they realized she didn't know the songs <laughs> oh that's amazing that's so that's embarrassing so funny yeah that was a really good trip that but, sounds like a lot of fun yeah maybe i should go there that's like the real Leavenworth is like a wish.com. No, Leavenworth is like the Hollywood set of yeah. like of a place somewhere yeah. like yeah. Germany. They do a lot of How like plays start, there, Steven? like sound of music. Yeah, where did that town come from? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I don't know the history. Because it must have started with actual Germans like wanting a place to feel like home. Like I mean, like, it does kind of look like the Alps there. I mean, that kind of does. But I, I guess, wait, China Germany doesn't have California, the Alps, do they? Like, they all... Does Germany have the Alps? Did you just ask me about a mountain range somewhere? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the Alpine countries are. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Oh, man. <laughs> we need a map in here. We need, yeah. like, a world map yeah. that we can... Oh, also in Leavenworth, I've been wanting to see this... This podcast has really turned into the Leavenworth Experience <laughs> podcast. But it, there's a lot to talk about about that place. There's uh, the, They made this like slide that goes down the mountain. The roller coaster? Yeah. Oh. It's supposed to be this like awesome thing. I've seen videos of it in places that actually made one. But Leavenworth made the Wish.com version. Because <laughs> Sam and I went and checked it out while Steven was in the cheese store for the third time. <laughs> and... I was like super excited. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard about this. This is sick. You get to slide down the mountain on a slide, like go really fast down the mountain. Yeah. Super cool. We get there and it's like a 50 foot track. That just <laughs> and they built that goes, forever too. Yeah. They've been yeah. building it for years. So when I saw the track around the mountain, I was like, nice. And then we get there, it's just like a 50-foot length of track, and it's like, welcome to the Leavenworth track experience. And I'm like, huh? So you just sit on a cart, go down, <laughs> go down the track, and it's done. And it's like 20 bucks. It's got like a couple curves, you know? Not even. It's Wait, like you guys rode that? No, we like went because I was like, I want to check out this thing. And yeah. if it's really cool, I'll, uh -huh. I'll pay 20 bucks. I'll go down the mountain. And I got there. And there was like a three-year-old that paid 20 bucks to go down this track. And I was like, huh? And he just was like, shoot. And then it ended. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a way to sell weird knockoff Germany things. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I wonder how many errors we've made in our. Oh, yeah. We've said everything wrong. Yeah, I know when you were talking about pirates earlier, mm -hmm. I said Tartuga instead of Tortuga. What is that? That means turtle, right? Yeah, but it's that island in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's probably not even a real island. I did spend a lot of years pirates looking of like... Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Caribbean. 
Well, you've seen. <laughs> I don't know. No, it can be Caribbean or Caribbean. Okay, few. I was yeah. like, I've been saying that wrong for yeah. my whole life. I used to look like a Wish.com Jack Sparrow. Yeah, Dude, you were beyond Jack Sparrow. I wouldn't say there's anything Wish.com. Stephen had dreads. He had mm -hmm. beads in his dreads. I remember <laughs> the hardest I ever laughed was, oh no, we were hiking, and Stephen was like, he was like, oh yeah, this is like this cap from this nice sunset i had this is this beads that this girl made me this really cool like hand-blown air bead what do you call that glass blown beads that's the correct order of the words ah. and then i was like what is this one he was like oh that's some girl's toe ring <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was just in his hair yeah, for, I had years. That for years yeah i mean i like rinsed it off what happened to your hair where did it go well, okay, here's the thing. I had exactly 50 dreadlocks, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool if when I shave them, I just leave one in each state. And then I shaved them off, and I had a mohawk for Wait, a while. like if you were traveling? Yeah, i just like leave oh. one in each state. You know, that seemed like a good idea. You Where know? would you leave it? Like in a trash can? Just like <laughs> on the ground. I don't know. No. <laughs> but then, okay, yeah, right. What so inspired this, you to do that? No, I didn't do that because I realized that's a dumb idea. Kind of and then I like shaved them off, and I was like, I think I'll just... Throw them away. Oh, yeah. Bomber. That was a sad day. Yeah. I well, most of the beads are... and all the good stuff was like broken anyway. Oh. Also, I was traveling once and I used to have bottle caps mm -hmm. and TSA was like, you can't have that. And I was like, really? They're like, well, what if you have something in the bottle cap? So I had to like get like a tool to like remove these bottle caps from my hair. In before the airport? They, yeah. And they, uh. <laughs> Then, like, I was sad because I'd been collecting bottle caps from different countries and yeah. putting them in my hair. I was like, oh, look at this. Yeah, this one's from Sweden or whatever. And, yeah. Oh. Yeah. By that, by the time I cut my hair, I didn't have anything cool left there. Oh, TSA oh. took it all? No, they just took the caps. It was oh. weird. Yeah, I was like, what about the beads? I, sh I, I didn't yeah. say anything, but. Yeah. Well, the beads weren't metal, probably. What about the switchblade I have grown in my hand? <laughs> What's the toe ring? Did they take the toe ring? I think it was already lost at that oh, point. No. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. if you lost your toe ring, what's the point of having dreads anymore? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. 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 I also forget who gave that to me. I'd... I'll remember it for the rest of my life. The, that was the hardest I ever laughed. I laughed so <laughs> hard. We were hiking up this mountain, and we were really into climbing radio towers at the moment. <laughs> So we like, Stephen was like, oh yeah, I've done it before. There's no cameras. And we get there and there's like all these new signs and like barbed wire fences. And it was like, we have cameras. Like you're on camera. I didn't like, believe them. I was like, will, nah, they don't have cameras. You know, those ones that are like, will prosecute yeah. or whatever. So we see a four-wheeler going down the hill that has like the official like forest service stuff. Oh. And we're like, oh, well he's going down the hill. Nice. So we go up there, uh, hop this barbed wire fence, climb this tower. How tall is that tower? Probably, I would guess 200 feet. It's tall. And it doesn't really have like a ladder. So you just have to actually climb, climb the lights. No, th there's, a, so there's cool. a ladder on that one. It's just really jank. Yeah. It's like kind of flimsy and You're like better off climbing the scaffolding. Oh, <laughs> one of those situations. Steven had a flip phone. The last person I knew that still was using a flip phone. I used phone. a flip phone for a long he time. held down the fort, dude. Dude, I miss my flip phone. You used to be able to be fancy with them. 
and they're indestructible. Very cool. So we hop this fence, we get up there, and then we start hearing the four-wheeler. And we're just having like a good time on top of there taking pictures. It was like sunset. It was so cool. We hear the four-wheeler. We're like, we got to go. (laughs) I basically slid down the ladder and Ed's still up there like packing up his drone and stuff. I was like, we got to go, man. (laughs) Oh, no. I was always filming our adventures way before Grindheart. (laughs) Yeah. But we pack it up. Get over the fence just in time. Michael's with us too. He just gets over the fence. And then the four-wheeler guy comes and he was like looking at us. And we were like looking at him like we're innocent bystanders that never did anything wrong. And didn't he say something? I don't remember. He said something. He was like, you guys can't be like around this tower. And we were like, oh yeah, we're- We were on the tower, bro. (laughs) We were just taking pictures. And he was like- I think it's obvious that the camera signs were bluffs because if he was like, I saw you on the camera, yeah. then I think we would have been in trouble. But I used to go up there to watch fireworks on like the 4th of July because you could see fireworks like over Spokane, oh, that's Lane. Cool. you could see all the way to Silverwood. That is What's nice. that other lake? Hayden Lake. Yeah. And you can see a lot from up there. It's, it's a great. good spot. Good tower. I haven't climbed that tower in a while. I bet that they really have security cameras now after oh, all yeah. our shenanigans. <laughs> Probably. Well, and just Coeur d'Alene's population yeah. is out a lot. But I camped up there once yeah. too. I'm getting a little nostalgic. Yeah. We've had a lot there. of crazy times. Yeah. And also, like, you know, this is probably, this is a hard situation for podcasting because the light always changes and we need to, like, completely rearrange Ethan's living room. But mm-hmm. every time we're podcasting on the V12 Jaguar table that we took to the gambler, it was a fuel injected machine that we carbureted. <laughs> We cut one of the lobes off the, what's this part called, Will? Off what? This camshaft. The camshaft? Yeah. yeah. We, Wait, we you cut, cut a one of the cams the so that the piston didn't go up and down Oh, so that it was an 11-cylinder. We still sent fuel to it, but we like didn't make it move up yeah. and down so it didn't mess up the rest of it, right? Oh. And so then, um, that's probably not how that works, is it? Anyways, they've one of the pistons wasn't going. And so that's why this engine is so legendary. And it's the V11. Before we started podcasting here, we were like, we need a new epoxy table for when we start podcasting in the new garage because we can leave the stuff set up. It'll be so much easier. We can have more gas on a bigger table. Mm-hmm. And Will and I were like, I think we know. We need but to there's take. No way Ethan will let us do it. We, we so might have to craft it in Frank. secret. And I know Ethan doesn't watch the podcast. Exactly. So. He's never going to hear this. You're never going to hear it. Wait, you guys your, will know. Your Grom idea? Yeah, we want to oh, take no. the Grom, okay? Because mm-hmm. we know where all the parts are. Ethan scattered them across the land, but I still have a visual map of where that yeah. Grom is. And this is the thing. There's certain moments in our YouTube channel's history of there's some things that were complete one-offs. Like we bought this amphibious six-wheel drive machine that was one episode. It didn't really work. We got it working and we we're like, you know what? This isn't worth our time. It's been sitting in the woods the whole time. That isn't what I would call a grind hard mythical beast. The Grom is absolutely a <laughs> grind hard mythical beast because Will and I decided that we wanted to build a three wheeler Honda Grom mm-hmm. because they're cheap. It's like the cheapest, easiest street bike. That you could turn into a three-wheeler. Yeah, realistic and way. the Honda Grom's like pretty cheap, but yeah. we got into a situation with our Grom. <laughs> a very interesting uh, situation that... Um, 
was caught on film. I got swindled for <laughs> literally the moment. You got swindled by a known swindler. You I like, got I don't swindled. trust this man, and you still went and bought it at yep. the midnight hours of the night. At 1 o'clock in the morning, it was when I was doing my all-night send sessions with Subarus. Um, <laughs> I had already told Grindheart, I was like, I found a good deal on a Grom. It's almost too good to be true. Like it has really low miles. It's clean. And you told me you're like, I'm gonna check the VIN to make sure it's not stolen or crashed because this guy is a known swindler in the Subaru community. Yeah. Like not the way we use the word swindler, like an actual swindler. He rips people off. Like he rips people off. He's got he rips people off hard. Like he rolls up on a skyline and he's like, Yeah, I ripped all these people off to get this car and he has like 10 of them or like something he brags about it yeah like you know like everyone knows this man rips people off big time like so will decides to buy a motorcycle from him logically yeah so i had like a little like situation going i had let all my friends know they're all fans of the channel and i was like we need a honda grom edwin and i have an idea so all day there was honda groms coming by like real honda groms coming by my shop and then so you'd seen real ones that day yeah it, well they're exact replicas the plastics been replicated uh -huh. the covers the engine covers everything on this bike has been replicated because it's the same casting from honda but mm -hmm. it has the logos removed and all these people that showed me theirs had like wraps on their bikes and like so you couldn't see the honda logos anyways. no like they were just a little jankier than this one and mm -hmm. so my other friend was like, hey, I know you don't like this guy, but he did say that he has a Honda Grom and he knows you're looking for one. And I was like, eh, I'll give it a chance, man. And so I was like, I hit him up and he was like, well, I'm not going to be around for a while. And this is like the first part I should have known. He like does this swindly thing where he'll like meet you really late at night. And so I was like, hey, come by. I knew he was at the shop that is like one gate over from where my shop used to be. I knew he was there that day because he was selling cars to people and they were driving out with these janky Subarus. So I knew he was at his shop at that time. And he's like, who's swindling multiple people yeah. that day? And he was like, I'll meet you at like one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, okay, sure. And he was like, to make the deal work, I'm going to need like two grand and a Subaru exhaust. And so I was like, okay that sounds fair like i had budget from you guys and i was like but how I'll much at the time was like an actual used honda grom like three three grand it and, did seem kind of too good to be true. and this one was like mint condition mm -hmm. like 700 miles and two thousand dollars and i was like wow this is such a great deal so i like show up at his unit see the grom in like the dark dingy corner and he like is having like a hard time starting it for a second and i'm like this is interesting and he's like oh it's just been sitting for a while the gas is old and i'm like okay and i'm like a little worried about it anyway and so i checked the vin on a vin report website um but it's the national crime bureau of investigations website so they don't actually list the name of the vehicle oh they just list the vin Oh. And then they say if it has criminal records against it or if it's been in an accident. So I just saw no accident, no stolen. And I was like, okay, maybe he's being honest. The next day, so he pulls it up at like 2 o'clock at this point, sells it to me, 
takes the Subaru exhaust and 2000 bucks. And the next day, I think you guys come to film with it. Mm-hmm. And we film, to be fair, when all we, three of us yeah, film when a video. When we first showed up, I was like, oh, because I'd never seen Will's Garage before. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you have kind of more stuff going on than I thought. And I was like, where are your power tools? And he was like, oh, I don't have any. I was like, <laughs> you're doing Subaru head gaskets all night. Every day, like pulling the full with hand in, tools at that point. With the hand tools, you've been doing it for over a year. Yeah, with hand oh my tools. He's making thousands of dollars <laughs> doing these head gasket jobs for people, and he hadn't sprung for a dac dac yet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any electrical tools, like not even electrical screwdriver. And he even had plugins. <laughs> yeah, I had like two twenty and all this stuff, and I just had hand tools, and I was doing like three hat gaskets a night at that time. <laughs> so we get to the Grom uh, and I'm like, oh, wow, it looks really clean. I can't believe you got it for so cheap. You you showed up, you saw it, Steven saw it, mm-hmm. I had seen it. We were like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. And we like made a whole video on it. There was a red flag the first thing though, because you were trying to start it and you're like, oh yeah, the steering has to be at a certain angle to even start. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I forgot yeah. that. It had oh. to be like at a weird yeah. angle to like, push the start button. Like 5% off of full lock to the left is it the would only start. way it would start. And you're like, yeah, but once you find the spot, it works just fine. And yeah. I was like, oh, premium. And I was like, let's do wheelies. So yeah, we went out and filmed all day. And the None funny thing about this, fake. the funny thing about this is I also had a, a fake, it, like it was called like a oh, yeah. Vader 125 or something. I had a fake Grom at my shop already that I owned. But you knew was fake. Because it was like a different style. Mm-hmm. But it had like a very similar <laughs> button layout, screen layout. But I was like, eh. It's just like the same thing. Like the Grom stuff looks exactly the same. It's just better quality. And it says Honda all over it. Uh-huh. And so we made a whole video yeah. with this. And we wanted to film it in Spokane so we could like go around the street and do wheelies mm-hmm. and stuff. I drove the Mad Max Tesla that has the roll cage. At the time when it could drive top. to Spokane. So I drive to Spokane. <laughs> We'd go around filming. We had a pretty good time. Uh, Steven was filming from the one wheel. Like we got some good wheelie shots. We I was, ran into and Steven. And we realized the Tesla was not going to have enough charge. And then Ethan had to come save us. Yeah. And the second <laughs> Ethan gets there, he drops his tailgate, looks at the Grom. Steven's filming this moment. <laughs> and Ethan's like, well, this isn't real. And we were like, what do you mean? He was like, where does it say Honda on it? <laughs> and we were like, oh, no. <laughs> so I went and got the title, and, and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's real. And Ethan was like, no, like all these parts are so cheap. There's no way this is a real Grom, and I haven't even seen a real Grom up close before. We look on the title. Uh, it literally says, like, made in China, and it's like, <laughs> Dijon is the manufacturer. <laughs> we go on Amazon, and the bike that Will just created an exhaust and yeah, two dude, grand for brand new <laughs> is 1200 bucks oh and we were like oh no yeah so that is the start of the grom saga and then mm-hmm. we turn it into a three-wheeler and mm-hmm. we should have steven tell this side of the story because i've heard your side of the story 
How well, did the first test drive go on the three-wheeler on the Grom? Three- this is why oh, the Grom is a when legend. You went over the fence, isn't it? Yeah. It like- and everyone, let me promise, literally probably like some of the people watching this podcast think my over the fence situation was fake. That video has so many millions of views between Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> and YouTube. Like it does look actually fake. 20 or 40 yeah. million people have it seen It looks yeah. fake because of the way like Steven's like filming it. You can't see that my oh. fingernail that fence went through my fingernail, caught me, and I'm like in this limbo section of like stuck on the top of the fence, and it finally ripped my fingernail off, and I just went over the yeah. fence. And then Will's like, "Oh, oh," I'm like, "Are you all right?" <laughs> and I also, like before this, I was like, "Hey, Will, like, let's put up some GoPros on this." He's like, "No, no, it's just a small test because I don't have any brakes." And I believe Stephen has told me before that he suggested, "Why don't we just?" Because you even had the brake mounted. You just didn't run the brake line yet. I believe Steven once told me. I think so. Yes. I asked Will, we should wait until we have the brake. And I edited the video. I'm 90% sure you're on camera saying, oh, we don't need the brake. I'm not going to go that hard. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, plus I want to make sure it works before Edwin gets here because he's going to go hard on it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then Will hits the fence, goes over, and he's like, oh, my finger, my finger. I'm, like, still filming you because it looked so comical, and it looked like you did that on purpose. Yeah, I like, know. To me, I was like, what are you doing you're in wearing the garden? Your Elmo helmet. Yeah, he's, like, laying on the ground, and then, so we bring him in. I'm like, Will, you're going to have to let me do some first aid on you. And he's like, no, no. So I'm, like, chasing him around the Ethan's house, like, trying to catch him and, like, first aid his Because <laughs> he just freaking put a paper towel around his fingernail and then zip-tied it on. You zip-tied? I hate blood i hate the color of it i hate the consistency of it i hate it coming out of my body so badly that i would rather like if my hand got cut off i would just put like multiple paper towels on it and zip tie it and just leave it at that i would not want to deal with that situation ever it's terrible i finally did track him down though and got his situation cleaned and bandaged properly yeah i've done a lot of first aid on you i feel like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I almost hit Steven too because yeah. I was coming around the track and I'd never driven a three-wheeler before. So it was like wonky and I was like, oh, and I was I like he already was nervous. keep going around the driveway and he no. just went straight into the fence. I you even yelled something as you were falling. I'm going to pull it up and hold the audio into the microphone so you guys can hear this. Also, I'm curious how many views it has now. I forget what I said. But you I was said like something like, watch out, the brakes are out. <laughs> this is dangerous. This thing is not okay. We've got a custom swing arm. Everything's extended. I'm super excited to send it. We don't have rear brakes right now. You said it on camera. I just want to make sure this works before Edwin gets here because Edwin goes really hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to take it super easy. We're going to see th- how this thing goes and uh, hopefully it goes well. Yeah, see right there, you can yeah. see me like leap out of the way. I don't get why you didn't just turn, Will. There's many reasons why the Grom is such mm-hmm. a staple. There's that. Yep. And then 
We kind of surprised Ethan. This was his last big surprise. It was such a long time ago. So I we have, haven't surprised that man yeah. in a while. So Will picked out the Elmo because it's pretty premium. Mm -hmm. So it's like a red thing that goes over a street bike helmet, full face. And the like where an ears would be on a bear yeah. is where the eyes of Elmo kind of stick out. It's <laughs> a good description yeah and then mine is like a google bear monster it's like long hair tie-dye it looks pretty wild yeah it does look and wild we got ethan the santa claus because it has a beard and ethan always has a beard sometimes i don't so we figured that's most fitting but we waited until it was snowy so at this point we'll have the brakes dialed everything dialed on the three-wheeler grom we built a wheelie bar uh like stand thing like stunt bikes have so you could stand kind of behind the seat and really get it to wheelie it was dialed the pond froze over so we're like let's do donuts on the ice yep. we screwed in like how many hours did that take hundreds of stunts. that took me like three solid hours of just screwing little studs into the tire. It, was and it worked terrible. great though it on did. the ice. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was But fun. instead of doing it in the warm garage, we decided to wheel it down to the ice, make sure we needed studs. We did. Yeah, right away. <laughs> and then instead of being in the warm garage, Will's out there in a hoodie on the ice. It's like three <laughs> degrees, just screwing in these studs for hours. Yeah, We get it all set up and then I hand Ethan the helmet with the Santa Claus beard. He's wearing a red jacket and we're just doing donuts for many, many hours. It got yep. so late, we brought down the lights and we like did it in the dark and we were just doing wheelies, donuts, all kind of mad stunts. It was fun. Was Santa Claus, Ethan, like so legendary. <laughs> and then after all this, we're like, the Grom can have one more situation. Mm -hmm. And that's when we decided to snow bike it. We and it snow biked was very it. Challenging to get from where it was to the garage. So what we did was is we put the front tire on a sled. Will pulled the sled. I popped the clutch, and we just plowed through the snow. <laughs> it all was the way awesome. To the it worked yeah. so well. It actually did work yeah. pretty well. And Ethan had like an explanation of why it wouldn't work yeah. anywhere else. But uh -huh. I'm pretty sure if we had ratchet strapped that to the front, yeah. we could have just driven around the yard. Apparently we didn't even need to snow bike it. it yeah, it was just sick. As is. But this is the thing. Will and I come up with ideas all the time. Mm -hmm. And Ethan says that won't work. And we do it anyways. And every time it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. <laughs> but this time we were right. He said yeah. it wouldn't work. And it and worked. By golly, we drove it all the way to the garage. And he was like, wow, I'm surprised. There's still a hundred ways to do it easier than that. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Will was like, you got right in his face. Like, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let me have this one. Please. Yeah. We came up with that idea all on our own and it worked flawlessly it was yeah. amazing Which and was the first and last time have have we been right about something recently what have we built we built the shopping cart and ethan was pretty skeptical about that remember yeah but he never said it wouldn't work he just said no but he thought it was going to turn out a lot weirder than it did and it turned out that was like it's very nice yeah it's very premium yeah, shopping object. cart's a premium machine yeah that's a uh, real just machine pushed it around this morning yeah. my second generation that's the first generation and then the this is the new generation of projects that will work. Yeah. Hopefully. We have one project that we haven't talked about where the Grom is. Uh, well, the snow bike don't worked. need to talk about We're, we're that getting one. there. We're getting there. <laughs> so the snow bike worked. It is underpowered, but it worked. And then I was like, okay, 
the Grom's done everything it could be. Mm-hmm. What could it be? And I have been wanting to do this for a long time. Um, I wanted to just put really big tires. <laughs> we have a really nice go-kart, our first real adult-sized go-kart ever. Uh-huh. That has engine mounts, everything. It's amazing. Go. And that's something I didn't get swindled on. We yeah, got that for got a good, good deal. deal. Yeah. You really swindled yeah. that one good. Fifteen hundred bucks for Did something we, we even could drive. That no, it doesn't have an engine. Yeah. Oh, that's but I'm it has the engine mounts for an engine that we already have. Yeah. My idea was let's just bolt a bunch of tires to this go kart and make it amphibious, so we can float. Like I think Whistling Diesel did it on a three wheeler once, where he put like tractor tires on and a three wheeler. Drove in the lake. Drove in the lake. I'm like that, but a go kart would be really fun. Mm-hmm. And Will was like. I have a better idea. And he shows me a picture on his phone of a 12 year old on a bunch of pipes from Home Depot ratchet strapped together. He was like, what if we make a raft? He got really excited about this raft idea. He was like, it's going to be so hot the week Ethan's gone. I just want to work on something that we can like go to the lake when we're done. It's going to be really easy. And I'm like, I think my idea is better, but let's just go. Well, I also it. told you that I didn't want to put that premium go-kart in the lake because we didn't want it to get like all rusty and stuff. And we did agree on that. Yeah. But then I definitely increased the odds that I definitely increased the level of creativity when I showed you that 12-year-old floating on the raft. So I didn't know anything about this situation. Ethan was gone and you guys were both not telling me probably because like you knew I might be like, I don't know if that's a good idea. If Will and I want to do something we know is a bad idea, we don't, we don't tell, tell anyone until it's too late. Yep. So they can't stop us from doing it. We hit the sewer pipe aisle and I was like, oh no, it all clicked. Yep. We like, didn't oh. tell Steven. This is a whole ghost episode that I don't know. It's kind of worrisome. We're finishing it after we finish. I don't know about that. Oh, it's such such a disaster! disaster. It's a disastrous project, and if it does come out, picture uh, a Grom engine powering Banshee sand dune tires on a Home Depot (laughs) raft situation that definitely will not float. My picturing it going. (laughs) My idea was to craft something that our younger viewers could build. And so I was like, when I pitched it to Edwin, I was like, there's going to be minimal welds. Just Home Depot stuff. Mostly built out of plastic that you can yeah. put together with glue. I want it to be this something. This is what he told me. I'll use your exact yeah. words. What comes up to me? Because I'm still trying to talk him out of it. I think we should just add a bunch of tires to the go-kart. And he was like, I want to build the go-kart for everyone. All you need, all you need is a cheap welder, a grinder, and parts from Home Depot. And I was like, you know what? That sounds really nice. Let's do it. And a fake Grom engine. <laughs> Which you can get for 90 yeah. bucks on Amazon. <laughs> oh, we spent like five hours of our time getting that engine out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that is a long way. It was a good pitch though. Why this is a good idea that but the second we run across Ethan, I'm like, no, absolutely not. Because Ethan <laughs> hates the Grom. He hated it when we bought it. He hated it when we three-wheelered it. He hated it when we snowbiked it. Uh, yeah. It's really loud, really obnoxious. And Ethan only likes things with like 100 horsepower or more. That are quality. That have had like time. And I can appreciate a time yeah. well-spent build. Like 
with the ruckus and the shopping cart, I'm starting to mature in my ideas and be like building things over the course of a month or two allows you to refine things, not have so many loose bolts and have a refined machine. But there's something fun about just adding a three-wheeler swing arm to yeah. a ROM and just sending it. Because it's like a two-day build and it works yeah. and it drives. And it looks cool and like, it's just fun. Yeah. And so Will and I like to come up with these ideas. It Ethan is fun to goof around. What I'm thinking is, we take every part of the Grom from every saga, the snow bike track, the end of the three-wheeler, the little custom parts we had to make for the sprockets that are super jank. Compared Maybe to what a couple of the done. plumbing tubes to go around the outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. No. And then we make a huge table left to right that tells the story that we just told of the Grom. Mm -hmm. And that's the new podcast table. Yeah, I like that idea. We have to wait until I have my own garage. And we have to... So we can build it without Ethan. Yeah, and then we have to find a way to shuttle the table up here and just sneak yeah. it into the garage. We'll just strap it to the roof of the Tesla. I like that. Ethan's going to yeah. see it and be like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was wondering why you guys took all the parts from We the have Grom. like the internals of the Grom engine, like this yeah. motor, but it's like... Like, this big. You guys wasted $3,000 worth of epoxy on the Grom. He's like, we've already wasted yeah. so much time and money. And where oh. this table is like clear, we should add like tie-dye colors that go yeah, into it. Yeah, just make it. it very creative. Yeah, and it has like tie-dye yeah. Crayola crayon colors floating through. this table was almost $2,000 of epoxy, right, Stephen? Mm, and that lot. was with a, a deal. Stephen or I are about to get a wish. What? This is an Argentina thing. What? What? Steven has an eyelash on his face, which is good luck, by the way. I was wondering what's been in my eye. Yeah, here. What the devil? <laughs> okay, so this is what you do with eyelashes for good luck. You put it on your thumb. And now you put out your thumb. And we put our thumbs together. Whoever's thumb sticks to the eyelash you get a wish really yeah em taught me this oh you ready okay, let's see one two you know what you're gonna wish for uh yeah oh oh i get my wish yeah you get a wish nice and then you blow it so wish oh i just put it on the ground <laughs> oh well you blow it off oh okay well but I'll that pretend. still counts you get a wish all oh, right god devil <laughs> i made my wish yeah there's so much of that kind of stuff in south america that's crazy yeah that's they're probably really lucky people. They get so many wishes for your birthday. Three wishes, not one. When you blow your oh, candles. what the heck? Three. We only Go get under one. A bridge with the train on it. Wish. Um, I think this one's common like everywhere, but rain on your wedding, very lucky. That sounds terrible. <laughs> exactly. I think that's why they came up with it. Like you obviously don't want it to rain on your wedding. So if it does, if it does your you're wedding, like, wow, it's, it's so lucky. Yeah. There's like a million other ones too. Ah. Like there's so many things that you get wishes for. I like wonder if it like decreases the chances of the wish of the wish true. coming true. <laughs> yeah, it dilutes the waters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I don't make that many wishes. Yeah, well, only make one. Made a good one then. I did. And it's next time you wish. drive under a train. Uh, on a bridge. Mm -hmm. The train has I'm to I'm just going to keep on. wishing for the same thing until I get it. Yeah, that seems like yeah. a good strategy. I usually don't wish unless it's in a dire situation. Like, if I think I'm going to die, I, like, wish that I lived. And then I live. When's every the last time. time you did that? Well, I got ran over by the car. 
or no, when I got, when I was at the top of the pass, I was like wishing, I was like, I wish that I'm not going to die. And I didn't die. I've never seen Will in such a dire situation. And it's kind of funny because like everyone else has raincoats and he just has like this Walmart brand bright red poncho. And then he had this green cover for his backpack. So we were calling him the Grinch the whole time. And he's like huddled up in a ball. If I didn't know that those colors were you, I would have thought that it was just like a stash of backpacks or something. <laughs> it's like a pile of trash. Yeah. No, that's yeah. yeah. Dude, you looked dire though. You're like, I got to yeah. warm up, man. I got to warm up. Yeah. So I think that wishes have power if you use them minorly because I've been in some situations when I've wished for something like living. Uh-huh. And I just what was fine. the best one? All of them are good. I just like feel like every time I'm like, wow, that wish worked, you know? What was the time before you got run over? About Leavenworth or your Leavenworth experience. Run over. Getting ran over by the truck. And then the time before that was um the hitting the deer. The time before that was um so they're mostly motorcycle crashes? Motorcycle crashes or car crashes. Like when I woke up flying across a bridge on the Jeep, I was like, oh, please don't die. And I didn't die. <laughs> but yeah. This- so part of you does want to live. I want to live. And I know I'll live like every time. I'm just like, I'm fine. You just make bad choices. Like, cause yeah. I think that like maybe you don't want to live as much as most people because you ride your motorcycle so recklessly so often. No, I just want to live like a fast life. So like if that means like I don't want to get to an age where I'm like, oh, man, that was just so gnarly, man. My life used to be so fast. I just want to be fast all the way through. And if that means I'm like 90 years old, like driving illegal street cars on the road and like getting in trouble by the law. Uh-huh. That's fine. And I'll be fine with that. But like if it means that I'm like 40 years old and I yeet myself off of a street bike or something, then it's like, eh. But what if you like yeet yourself off a street bike like next summer? Oh, that's not gonna happen. I've I'm pretty <laughs> much bulletproof at this point, I think. I think I've really solidified uh-huh. the fact that I just can't get broken. We had a interesting question on our last podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was, now that someone brought it mm-hmm. up, I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. So were you born in Idaho? Mm-mm. Where were you born? Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Like right outside so, Detroit. For how long did you live there? I lived there for like three years, I think. And then moved here? And then I moved to Iowa, and then I moved to Washington, and then I moved here, and then I moved all over the place around here, and then I think we went back to Washington, and then back to here. So maybe you get it from Iowa? Just someone was like, why does Will speak in multiple accents? (laughs) Like, does he, is he like from the South, or? I had someone ask me that. They asked me seriously about that. I think it was like, you have like maybe Remington asked me if I spoke in a different like language or something. And I was like, no, those like accents are to describe different people or like different emotions. Yeah. Because if 
I just talk like me. This is my normal voice. And if I just talk to you like this, you know it is me. Yeah. But if it's like, if I crash my car and like some gruff old man comes up and is like, says something weird to me, you got to know that it was a different person. What? You know? like No, I don't know. Hey, so, little man. Like, you know? Like, but this is the thing, because sometimes you talk like this, and then sometimes you talk like this. Yeah, and that's a weird situation. Then, like, oh, man, I can't do it. What's the one that you always do when you talk like Will? Oh, yeah, what do I say? It's just so swindly. It's just so swindly, man. Yeah, yeah it's man. so swindly, man. Yeah, man. So what is that? Yeah, man, accent? it's so swindly, man. Because like you do so many, I don't know which one is your real one. Well, that's when I'm talking about something that either I did or someone else did that like didn't work out or was like kind of swindly. That's like oh. a swindly voice. Like the day you came to work with a scar across your face, and I was like, "What happened?" You're like, "I don't know, man." And I was like, "What do you mean you don't know?" You're like. I woke up at the bottom of a tree, man. Maybe I fell out of the tree, man. <laughs> yeah, that's swindly, and I didn't know. So that's the voice you you're presented. But then you your car and some guy came up to you and said It'd something. be like a gruff voice, you know. Like, so you'd speak gruff? Yeah, because he's speaking to me. It's not me. That's not my voice. He doesn't get to use my voice. I have a trademark on that. <laughs> you can't use my normal voice to explain that an old man was jank. That's like, <laughs> it sounds you like understand? Actually, I thought you just did it depending oh. on what you felt like at the no, moment. There's very specific reasons right. that very specific so voices are really used. So let's really go into this. What is your baseline like? Let's say you're talking to your mom on the phone about what you did that day. Mm -hmm. It just would be like, I built a go-kart and almost died. So you'd That's still how kind most of those have You'd still go. have that kind of go-kart. Almost died. Yeah. You'd still but like have the that problem is voice. also the problem is like on this podcast, I can't replicate the voices that are used in the situation when I use them. Like I cannot like I would have to be hard pressed. I would someone would have to explain a situation to me so in depth that I believed it for those other voices to come out. I think you use three different voices just on this podcast. Probably when I was explaining other things. So did you always have multiple voices or was it from moving or? I don't know. I've never even really known that I had different voices until <laughs> I started working here and it started getting noticed. So it's so funny because when I first met you, you rolled in with your Miata without any doors and you were like, or anything. It didn't yeah. even have a windshield. Yeah, or a hood or anything. <laughs> it had two seats from my uh, school. And it was in the winter, and you had chains on the back <laughs> of your Miata, and you were wearing four hoodies and a full-face helmet on your car. <laughs> and that was my daily driver. It wasn't like that was like a fun car. Like, that was the only car I owned. Wait, tell me more about the seats. You the literally seats took seats were from your seats school? from my school that I just bolted in they were like shop seats or something and i just bolted them straight through the floor hit one of the brake lines took out the rear brakes then had to learn how to do this thing where you jimmy them back together with like some plumbing material so the rear brakes never really worked ever again <laughs> but they were bolted on with the driver's seat had two home depot bolts that went through and held it on mm -hmm. and then the other seat had three little Did it have screws. a seatbelt? 
Yeah, it did. It had the stock. Say, you o- get pulled over like crazy. No, it had the OEM seat belts. And that's about okay. all it had. It was my yeah. first like oh. real experience with like building something. So that was literally the first day I saw Will and I was working on a drone and he was like, oh, like I build drones too. And mm-hmm. I was like, sweet. And so we talked for a while and he only used two of his accents then. But then like he said so much funny stuff and stuff out of context. And <laughs> I mean, you guys listen to the podcast. You get Will's personality like on the show. <laughs> Like at first I was like, oh, Will's like a class clown and he thinks of the funniest thing to say in every moment. And he's like, his goal in life is to try and be funny. That's what I thought like the first bit of time. The more and more I get to know you, you're not trying to do anything, impress anyone, (laughs) be funny. You're not trying at any moment to do anything. Nope. It just happens it it's just like, is what happens it's like when painters or musicians talk about being in their flow state you're just like actually there all the time with your words and mostly your mind too i think yep that's that's just me now, that's like how when I, am. I asked you what was your best moment of september and you were like you're not in september you're right <laughs> yeah here, right here right, right now, now <laughs> and you're just saying whatever yep you just gotta to say what comes out because my favorite thing you've ever said is when you were like, I just travel through time and space at different speeds than other people. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think uh, I think Edwin and I are kind of on the same level as that. We just think yeah. in a different way. Create creatively, it's just like uh just at a different speed. See, I think I'm somewhere between you guys and Ethan because I'm not quite as logically minded as Ethan. Uh-huh. But like, I don't quite travel through space like you guys. But <laughs> yeah. like, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm like the bridge between like yeah. swindliness yeah. and Ethan. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Everyone thought I smoked in high school because I look like a stoner. I sound like a stoner. I think like a stoner. I think like I'm stoned all the time. And it's so funny. Because I never was a stoner, but everyone just assumed. And they're like, Yeah, and they still assume. Shocked. Like when my when my sister was like in high school, all of her friends would be like, Wow, your brother is the highest person I've ever met. And I never was high. <laughs> ever. Oh <laughs> so that is just what I like process things like. Mm-hmm. And Ethan had a party when the head of eBay Motors was here. Like he was literally the one who did like all the modathon, all the like yeah. everything. He was the one who ran that ship. It was him, Ethan, Steven. Will and I were just in the corner chatting. And the head of eBay was like, Wow, these guys are the highest people I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I remember that in my entire life. And we weren't even high. No. And he was just like, I was like, wow, we're making ourselves look bad, you know, in front of eBay. But it's just what we talk about. Like when it's what we say, Will and I, you wouldn't believe, but we just get each other. And like, he's the only person that like, I don't need to like finish what I'm saying. Like I can just look at you and nod. And I just <laughs> no, know like we both nod. Like, we know that idea is just like formulating yeah. in the air. It's like, he just like knows, <laughs> like we were eating nachos up at the ski resort one time <laughs> when we were going to one, do our one wheel mission. The hundred mile challenge. The last podcast. And like, we just looked at each other and I was like, right, you see it. Right. And he's like, yep, I see it. And we knew exactly what each other was talking about. Mm-hmm. 
and it was weird, but yeah, I don't know what it is, but I just, you guys are just on the same plane of swindliness, I think. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it works to benefit us most of the time. We can like create things really quickly and we just know yeah. what's going on. And just like ideas just in yep. that flow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess I guess I don't know how normal people experience life to like not be constantly in an idea flow state kind of yeah. loop. It's honestly kind of hard to like sit down and edit videos. It like gets distracting. Yeah. Because I was in the podcast, so I already know every word and I need to edit it. It's really hard for me because I'm in like the, what's the next idea? What's the next thing we're going to talk about on the podcast? Mm -hmm. What's the next thing we're going to build? What's the next piece of music I'm going to make? Like, it's just like, ah, and then I just need to sit there and edit a conversation I already had. It's actually really difficult for me. Yep. That's why all my projects were janky at first because I would like be building a project, already know what it was going to look like at the end. That'd just be like, eh, I want to build another thing this I know. week or this week. And so it's hard to like focus. There's your something energy. exciting about like the new, yeah, the new nuggets. And it's that's like, why we end up with Gronk's. cupcakes for months. Mm-hmm. And I want to try the strawberry one next time I'm at the store. Did you say you got a cake? Yeah, I brought pie today. What kind of pie? It's like chocolate. Get a slice, man. Chocolate pie? Yeah. Should we wrap this up and have some pie? <laughs> <laughs> well, you cut me a slice. Well, I wanted to ask Stephen because whenever I look this up, because I just want to look up like how to focus on creative projects to finish them. Like how can I be a more efficient video editor? If it's like cut and dry video editing, not like, oh, I'm going to do this great transition where it's the drone and then it fades into the garage. Like... Just the cut and dry, cut out the stuff that's boring, add in the stuff that's good. Like, and every time I look up like the flow state type stuff, like I think everyone experiences it differently mm. in the first place. Most every article, even chat GPT, I tried asking, everything is about how to achieve a flow state and creativity. Like everybody wants what I have too much of. So what I'm wondering is like how to turn it off and be normal to finish like boring work. I don't think you can turn it off. Yeah, I don't know if that's an option. I think you can learn <laughs> to know. like, I've learned to like work with the like ideas that are bouncing around in my head and then just like, like compartmentalize. Is that a word? Compartmentalize? Yeah. Compartmentalize, yeah. Yeah. compartmentalize them in my mind. So that they're like kind of like pushed away for a second. I've learned how to do that, but I have also looked up that stuff and they're like, it's not possible. At least for me, like figuring out how to like shut down and do boring work is so hard. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if it's something that you can achieve. I feel like this is why I take so long to edit video sometimes because I get the bulk of it done like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing it for five years just for grind hard now, like another four years before that on my own little things and other people's stuff. But it's like in the morning I can just bust it out. Like my brain hasn't fully turned on. And then oh no, gets the full capacity. Though, it's like 
I just want to spend three hours working on this one transition, putting this music right on like the parts where Ethan's hammering. Like that's what I really want to do. But if I need to sit down and just like create a clip for Instagram out of one of our videos to help promote it, it's like impossible. Yep. <laughs> and then I try to find other people to help do that. And that's even worse. I realized over my last couple of weeks of trying to find people. So yeah, you, you make saying- really good shorts and clips and like podcast clips and you want a job, email us. Our email's in the description of all of Grindhard's videos. So let's mm-hmm. put Grindhard Plumbing Co. Yeah, and there's so many talented people out there that do that, like just for a hobby on Instagram. Yeah, why and then can't I find one. We go us? on Fiverr, and it's like some like Indian like production company, and it's like not spelled correctly and stuff. Yeah. It's very jank. That's hard. So we need someone. Mm-hmm. So if you're already doing it for fun, how would you like to do it for money and edit? Will talk about stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be premium. And then it's the first time they've seen it, so it's more motivating to make yeah, it into something it's, good. If it's I've new. already edited it in two different ways, it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to edit it differently for like Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's what we need. Yep. We need someone to make little reels and yep. content. So, Pie time. Pie time. That was the Scent and Bent podcast. It's available anywhere there's podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, all that stuff. Check it out. We're going to go next week in with talking about the way that Ethan and I talk about like the creative process. Cause for me, it's like very like musical. Like I can hear the finished product kind of and like see the waveforms. And when I said that to Ethan last night, he was like, I don't even, I can't, I can't even fathom what you're talking about. <laughs> and so I'm curious what he thinks of cause he can see an entire machine in his head. Like when he started the dream camper, he's like putting parts around and he's like, yep, I got it. Yeah. He builds things yeah. so fast, just visually. It's crazy. Yeah. Like that man doesn't is, use like a lot of math or anything. It's, yeah. It's just, just in his head built. and it works somehow. So our next podcast is going to be Ethan and I talking about kind of that difference. And I think that's going to be really interesting. So mm. check it out next week. Woo. Every Monday. Jeez, pie time. Oh, I haven't bent my knees in a while. Ooh. That's why I was like thinking it might have been like a really long time because it's 12.30 now. Oh.